what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Out there, you just have to fit into a pattern that somebody's already laid out for you. Life we live, you have to set your own patterns, your own ideals. You have to handle the whole job yourself. Life is a gradual process, not taking over weeks and months, but years. As we are on our journey between space and time, there will become an awakening. Welcome to Young and Alive. Hey everyone, welcome to uh, my first episode of my new podcast called Young and Alive. First off, uh, you know, this is my first podcast that I've recorded after listening back to it. Um, I realized we had uh, some technical difficulties in a few parts of the interview. So, uh, so I just wanted to let you guys know and, uh, and you'll just kind of hear the, the sound just kind of drop out from time to time. Um, so just bear with me through it. I appreciate, appreciate your guys' patience with that. So yeah, to, uh, we'll get into the first episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the other side. My first guest is Brom Vandermark. Um, the reason I chose Brom to be the first guest on this podcast series is that, you know, I met Brahm about a year ago and I thought it was important that he kicked this off because I think uh, when I was thinking about this podcast and the idea around it, being young and alive, um, Brahm really embodies every part of what that means to me. He's young, he's motivated, he has energy for so many people and just watching him interact with all different types of people from all different walks of life. I've just really saw something inside of him that just really stands out to me. And I think he's an incredible person and he's got nothing but love to give. He's super talented. I just feel really, really privileged to, to call him my friend. And dude, I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you. And, and thank you for being here and being on this first episode of Young and Alive with me. Ah, uh, it's... It's an absolute honor, and I, I mean, I just hear you say all those things about me, and I, you know, I sit here, and it's, it's wild to hear somebody speak that kind of life into you, and it means so much to me, and dude, I just, I mean, the same right back at you, you know, I, you've been such an inspiration to me, it's really surreal to get to do something like this with you, and, you know, I just think it's important regardless of anything else that we can both sit here and encourage each other in those things and I know we both value all of that in the same way and um there's been many moments where you've pushed me to those things when I you know when I might be discouraged or frustrated about responding in a certain way or, you know so you've you've pushed me back into it um and it yeah it's it's an amazing gift to get to be here and and talk I love it man well, I mean, I think uh, one of the things I think is important to start off with is so, um, you know, when I first um, heard about you, um, I was told that you're from St. Louis and, you know, me being from Kansas City and both, you know, from the Missouri side of Kansas City, um, you know, we're both from the same state. And so I was excited 
to, I'm always excited to meet people that um, are from, you know, around where I'm from because I know what that means. Yeah. I know what that means. Um, In most cases, I know what that means for for someone's personality and just the way that they approach people in conversation and just, um, you know, friendship. I think we had that one thing in common, you know, we had that thing in common where we're from both from the Midwest, a small town, not a lot of things to do. And um, we both we both knew that coming to a place where there is like a lot more resource and opportunity, at least in the field that we want to be in, um, exist here. So, I mean, and and you got to do it at a much younger age Mm. than I did. And uh, so I'd be curious to kind of just hear about, you know you moving here and, and yeah. when, what sparked it and how you came to uh, making that decision. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so a little background on me and what led me to taking the jump and winding up in New York City. I I really had never planned on moving here through my whole life. I, you know, as Kyle was talking about, I uh, I grew up in these small towns just outside of St. Louis, a weird cultural combination of living kind of out in the country. And I went to a tiny school in a small town in Missouri and I had eight people in my class, this tiny private school. And, um, yeah, I think for a lot of my high school years, I was just kind of trying to figure out who I was as we all do and are at that time. Um, and I, you know, I was friends with a lot of these people who started out in the country and just simple lives. And I even had friends that didn't even want to go into St. Louis because they were afraid of going into a city and, you know, were just overwhelmed by that kind of life. But for me, there was always something about cities that sparked me and drew me in. And I remember <clears throat> when I was, gosh, I, I was probably eight or nine years old when I went to Chicago for the first time. And I still remember the feeling of being on those streets and seeing these guys on the sidewalks drumming some plastic buckets. And I just have such vivid memories of seeing the train, seeing all these people walking the streets. And I think that sparked something in me, just drew me to cities, you know, just something beyond that simpler life that a lot of people around me were, were living in. Um, and, and not to say that there's anything wrong with that world. And I think that's part of the beauty of coming from a small town into New York, because you can understand both worlds and perspective, able to bring that place here and to be able to bring New York back into those towns and sort of bridge the gap. I, that's something I love about living here. Um, but going back to the, the process. So I went to school in Virginia, um, at a, uh, university there, Liberty University, which is under all kinds of of uh, controversy right now. But I had an amazing experience and yeah. met some of the best people I've ever known at that place. And I loved living in Virginia. And that was a really good bridge for me because my college had about 15,000 people. So, you know, day one on campus, it was like, whoa, I've never even been around this many people in my life, you know, coming from that tiny high school. So I think in a lot of ways, my my just really helped to broaden my perspective, but not in a in an extremely overwhelming way where it was like scary or discouraging, but in a really inspiring way. And uh, Lynchburg, the town that the college is in, is a place where there's a lot of really amazing momentum around building community and supporting the arts and 
I got caught up in that pretty quickly. And I feel like that really my respect people and the power of bringing people together um, in a genuine way. And so I, I, you know, I studied communications there. I didn't study film, even though that's what I wound up doing. And uh, graduated and I had just done an internship with a leather company there called Moore and Giles and met some amazing guys at that company that really mentored me and, and uh, helped steer me as I was transi- transitioning out of college. And one of the connections that I got through that job was um, a guy at Patron Tequila. And mm-hmm. so coming out of school, I was just getting into photography and just getting into film and really had next to no experience. But I had this one shot with this with Patron and I thought oh my gosh Patron like I don't even really know what they are but I know they're a tequila company I know they're big because I hear it in songs or whatever Mm -hmm. and um yeah so I just jumped in with them and I started doing uh, a lot of event recap type work and I actually moved back to St. Louis after I graduated school which was never really in my plan um there was always something in me that felt like I needed to go beyond that place and so those months uh, in between graduation and moving here were really tough and they were really forcing me to ask a lot of questions um, as far as what did I really want to do and what do I love and what place do I want to be in. And so I was in St. Louis for about six months and I had almost moved to Portland, Oregon. That's That was always kind of my dream and I, I love Portland. and. Yeah had a chance and I was going to go full-time with Patron and live there. And Mm. I was even looking at apartments. Like I was so close to going, ah, I just fell in love with that city. So that I was like, well, I got to go to Portland. Portland gets compared to Kansas city a lot. Really? Yeah. I've I've heard those like comparisons a lot. I've been to Portland once. Um, I don't think I got the best experience. Yeah. Um, but I have been there once and I could kind of see, but I, you know, I've gotten mixed reviews, but, but yeah, I I could definitely see you. I could see you in Portland. too. Uh. I feel like, that's that was all like in college people would all I kind of became known as that guy they were like oh dude you're gonna wind up in Portland and I you know I sort of took that on as my brand and I was like yeah you know I love that place I want to be there you know it's not a huge city and I feel like those places where there's not too much going on yet and you can still sort of be a part of what's going on that was really important to me and there's great coffee there and that was another uh another big factor so anyways, I but that wound up not happening. And so that was probably November. And I was living at my parents' house in St. Louis. And even from the outside in, I think a lot of people looked at me and they were like, oh, dude, you're crushing it. You know, you're mm-hmm. working for Patron. You're traveling all the time. I just gotten to go to Uganda to film some video there for a nonprofit, which was amazing. And like I, I was having all these experiences that were incredible, but... I would go back to my room in my parents' house and just think like, man, what am I doing? I gotta, yeah. I gotta make a move. Um, and so it really left me thinking, all right, what am I gonna do next? And so my first thoughts towards New York, I actually was looking at jobs at NPR to do video mm-hmm. stuff for them. And interestingly enough for music with NPR and one of the jobs was in New York City. And so that kind of sparked my interest and I had been to New York I guess, what, maybe two times before that, that was it, just for a couple of days. And I was in that kind of confused moment in November, and I wound up coming here for a Patron shoot um, in December of 2017. And, and uh, 
I was here for about two weeks during that time, and it was Christmas time, you know, snowing, and I came. <laughs> real with, Christmas happened. Real in Christmas. New York. There's no no other place with Christmas like it's it's, you got to you got to experience yeah. it. Um, and I came with one of my best friends, Levi, and uh, we came together, and that was his second time ever in New York City. And we just, I mean, night one, we stayed in Williamsburg, and we just took out on the streets with our cameras, and we just started roaming, and we were just on cloud nine. I mean, that feeling of those two weeks, it really sparked something in me coming out of that, coming out of St. Louis, and just that slow moment that I was in, and that hunger in me just kind of came alive. And um, I wound up hanging out with a guy who I barely knew, but I knew before I came to visit. And I was just hitting people up, you know, hey, I'm in the city, let's hang, you know, let's get a coffee. And we hung out and he just said, dude, I got an open room in my apartment uh, in like three weeks if you want to just move here. And I heard him say that and, you know, my initial reaction was, ah, whatever, Uh, that's crazy. But something just kind of clicked and I thought I just sat on my couch in my parents house and just kind of had this feeling like I gotta go I just gotta do this I have the opportunity I know I know the worst thing that can happen is I'm just gonna have to leave but my life's not gonna end it's not gonna be ruined because of this and it seems like the potential good outweighs the bad times a hundred so let's do it so I I uh, went back home and the flight came back later on, I think it was like January 8th or something, and um, jumped in this apartment, shared a room with a guy, and just started started from ground zero. I mean, I I barely knew anybody, and I didn't know a thing about film. I had never been on a set in my life at mm-hmm. that point. And the first week, I walked around the streets, and I thought, what what am I doing here? Yeah. This is insane. There's so many people here that are doing what I what I want to do and yeah. and uh yeah, I mean it was it was scary and it always is scary and I think people feel everybody feels like New York is just this unattainable next level place and I think mm-hmm. in some ways yeah, it's true, but everybody else that's here came the same way you, you know. And 100%. And one of the most surprising things to me about the city that I came to realize through that first really the first six months is how many people are so willing to help and so kind. And that was just something I'd never heard about in New York growing up. And, um, I mean, it took some time and, and really for the first couple of months, I was just meeting as many people as I could. And I all over the place to do that. How did, how did I, I like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're so good at that. Like, hmm. you're so good, like at meeting people and, and just hmm. like, I, I it's always been like one of my biggest challenges because I'm not like, I don't think I'm the biggest like social person. Yeah. Um, I feel like it takes me a minute to like get warmed up. And once yeah. I'm warmed up, I'm great. Like I'm yeah. ready to go. But how do you meet people? Yeah, That's a great question. I think especially towards the beginning, I mean, it was really out of desperation. Like I, I came out of my college years and that was just, unbelievable community there Mm -hmm. and just hundreds of friends that you know you could if you had an idea of something you wanted to do with people like a certain type of party or getting people together to watch a documentary or something I mean Mm -hmm. we just make a Facebook event we'd have like a hundred people there and it was all all of our friends you know it was so beautiful I got here and you know just feeling that weight of like oh my gosh I don't really know anybody and 
I really, I mean, honestly, when I got here, I really thought that this season of my life would be one of very few friendships. I, I remember just kind of settling in myself and thinking, you know, it's okay if I only have a couple friends and they're like really good friends. Um, but I, maybe old habits die hard and I think something wasn't enough about that. And gosh, I, I think the beginning I was really just chasing every single lead I had on friendship. I mean, I, if somebody knew somebody else they thought I should meet, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'd yeah. hit them up and try to get a coffee or, yeah. you know, going to different churches or going to gyms. I went to CrossFit and, you know, just hitting anybody that I kind of knew in New York and okay. just going for it. Um, and as that progressed, honestly, for a long time, it didn't feel like I knew people. It, yeah. I, I had so many days sitting in a coffee shop and trying to figure out a way to be productive and feeling really lonely for a while, as many people do feel in New York. Um, but I think, you know, they're kind of going where I just realized I could do something about that. And I think what some people have said to me that, you know, it's all, you don't really realize things about yourself as strongly until somebody else says it to you. It's sort of what they've realized about you. Like, you know, but some of my roommates would say things like, dude, you're just so open to people. And yeah. I think that receptivity and just like a curiosity about who people are and going at it with an optimistic perspective rather than like a pessimistic one really helps people feel comfortable. And, yeah. and thankfully that, you know, helped me make a lot of friendships and, mm -hmm. I uh, I hosted a party last fall, November, and the first time I had like hosted a big event in New York, and again that was something that I loved to do in college, and I didn't really know what that would look like when I lived in New York, and um, that night was one that I'll never forget, and I just wow. what I, about it? What like what? Why? It so just had this idea of getting people together, and we we called it Fall Feels, and it was just this big big party but my intent was to not make it a party that's you know your typical party where people come and get smashed and whatever but really for it to be a place where people could have like just good moments and memories and conversations and yeah. meet people and come together and feel united and so I kind of teamed up with one of my roommates Zane and we found this loft in Bushwick that we could rent and I went and checked it out and it was like this this old artist's loft and it was just the coolest place I'd ever seen and um and we literally just decided to put our own money down and we paid we probably paid like 350 bucks a piece to make this thing happen. I love this. Um but to me that kind of stuff has always been you know it, it's not even a question to me and sometimes that can probably be a problem and you know I need to know my limits but just went into it and threw an invite out to everybody that I had met in New York and and uh that day approached and you know just kind of went into it I was honestly so nervous and I thought gosh I don't know if anybody's gonna come to this we were way up in this warehouse in Bushwick and there's like spray paint all over the walls and the staircase and you have to go around all these corners to get to the room everything in me is like dude this is not gonna work and nobody's coming and um and just after a while, people just kept coming and coming. And finally, there was a moment in the night where I just kind of stopped and looked around the room. And I just saw all of these friends that I'd met in different random ways. Some of them I'd only talked to one time. And 
there's all these people like mixing and making new relationships and it was just such a beauty I mean, I had never experienced a high like that and it was one of the most meaningful moments in my life and I think for that to be able to happen in New York City that was such a huge realization and I never thought that would have been possible yeah. um, but I think that speaks to what you were talking about earlier like there's just so many amazing people here and everyone's looking for that kind of moment you know everybody wants to be known and to be accepted by other people and and to provide a place for that to happen that there's just nothing that gets me more amped up than that Let, let's talk about your tattoos because they're all tattoos. like they all mean something because they you do. don't like you have very specific ones yeah um and i guess most people can't see these but um Brahm has a tiny question mark kind of <laughs> right before, right on his forearm, really kind of up near towards his like uh, crease where his elbow is, yeah. but it's on the front side. And then you have like a little NYC one, which I believe yeah. I know that's because of New York City and making York the City. move. I love that one. Got that What's, one the, on my... What's the? He also has a heart that's kind of like in dotted lines. Dotted lines. Heart made out of dotted it. lines. Yeah. What's that one? So that one I actually got after that party I had last year after oh, really? fall feels and it was because I was journaling one morning and I was thinking about I just thought about this uh idea of like man there's just something I feel every time I do something like that is wow it was literally so easy to make that happen I just decided to do something and then it happens like it's mm -hmm. and I just always think wow we always have the power and it's like yeah. this podcast I mean Dude. You think about it, there's potential, but now you're doing it and like we're making it happen right now. Yeah. And now it's going to exist. And we always have that power. Um, and I just think about moments like that. I mean, Cole moved to New York because of that night in, in a lot of ways. Like he, he yeah. came and he met people and he had this amazing experience and it made him want to move to New York. And now he lives here. And yeah. it's just things like that that just remind you like, wow, there's so much power to having moments like that, whatever it is, like however big or small it is, but there's always potential to do it. And so I just thought about this idea of like, a oh, no. you know, it's basically like keep feeling, making it happen, that. keep bringing people together. Amazing. Um, that's what that one means. What's the, what's the one on the, this side? This one. And you know so, what? Uh, let me tell you what I, what I, what I every time it. I see tell, it, tell you us, know what I tell think Tell us what you see first I of all. I think it's dinosaur fossils. Ooh. That's what I see <laughs> when I see. I'm like, are those bones? Like, are those does, dinosaur like, fossils? You know, it's funny. I've never asked you about your tattoos. And I do know the NYC one because that's pretty recent. And yeah. I remember when you got yeah. that one. But I I never knew any of the meanings behind that's it. That's so cool. What's, what is that? Actually, so it's rose, one, rose petals, right? So, uh, yeah, to explain the tattoo. Not to, you know, I just, that's just what no, came to it. my head. But I, I, love I do it. know what it is. It's um, It's two flowers. They're upside down on my arm and they have petals falling off of them. And they are poppy flowers, which doesn't really mean anything, but I just thought they looked okay. cool. Um, but the pop, the, so it's cool. I actually got one of my friends to design this tattoo for me. She's an amazing, amazing artist. Her name is Cadence. She lives in San Francisco. And this one, I just had this idea again. Yeah, I do. I guess I do. All my tattoos, I feel like I like for them to have meaning and I like yeah. for it to kind of like mark a moment, you know? Yeah. Um, and so this one, I believe. And I think, you know, this is kind of grounded in Christianity, but just the idea of everything's fading. Like, I believe in, like, eternality to things. I believe mm -hmm. that there's something beyond this world. But I also, you know, you look around and you see it everywhere that 
beauty fades, like yeah. the flash, the the uh, the glamour, you know, all that. And so the idea of this one was not to hold on to things that are temporary, like just remembering, man, it might look beautiful, but it's it's dying. Like, yeah. so don't get caught up in the things that aren't going to last. Um, and so for me, like that's you know going after the things that I believe are eternal or the things that I believe will transcend beyond just this life, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's what that one means. I love it. All right, you got one over there. You got one over on here. On the left side. So the left arm, I have uh, lived deliberately in my handwriting on my wrist. And that's your handwriting? That's my handwriting, yeah. I love it. Did you write it and then he tattooed it? Yeah. I wrote I wrote it on a piece of paper. Okay, and, uh, I love it. That was, so this is when I was living in St. Louis. Yeah, I was just in that season of like really feeling discouraged and down about things. And I don't remember when this phrase popped into my head, but at some point I started to think about the phrase live deliberately. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like landed on me and I just kept thinking about it. And at the same time, uh, my grandma, who has since then passed away, but she was she was kind of coming over to our house and she was 98 at the time. And it was really special for me. I'd never, I never really gotten to spend time with her when I was an adult. Mm-hmm. And so well, because I was living at home, I got to see her more. And, um, there was one night in particular that was at our house and she had dementia and her mind was really gone for so many years as I was grown up. But this night she was just like, she was there. She was all in and she was sharing all these stories and these amazing things. And wow. I was just sitting like totally zoned in with her. And and um, it was really overwhelming. And she she actually started crying and she started to tell me how hard it was to not be able to be a part of life anymore, really. Like she just can't wow. talk to people. She can't be in conversations and she can't do all the things that she used to do in her life that everybody yeah. loved and valued. And, and, uh, something about that night just really like struck me. And that gave birth to this like passion project that I've been, I still haven't shot it. Really people just giving them a voice at the end of their lives to talk yeah. about what they learned, what they saw and like giving them an ear. Cause that's, that's all they have that's left all, yeah. at that point is to be able to share. Um, but so all this stuff is happening at the same time and, and I realize like, man, if I don't like what's going on in my life, it's up to me to it's not no one. And I always have the choice to not be a victim and I can live deliberately. Like I can be deliberate about my life and make choices that are gonna lead to action and gonna change things. And so sort of like as a moment to mark that, I was I just thought, I'm gonna go get this tattooed on me. Yeah. And I just went by myself in St. Louis and went to this random shop and got it done. I was afraid. I went in there. It was my yeah. second tattoo. I was like, really warm. And I felt that fear, and I was like, dude, you know what? Just do it. Like, just freaking do it. Yeah. And, yeah, so that was that was the moment that that one came about. Um, and I'm actually, I literally just set up an appointment to get another tattoo today. Yeah. And I'm going to get Know Your Limits on my arm and that's kind of my next one just for this season like what i've been talking about just realizing how important it is to know my limits like know what i'm capable of know what i can't do and yeah you know it took me a long time to learn that too but you talked about you talked about like pretty much with the heart tattoo 
what mm-hmm. that means is like you create your own life. Yeah. Like you create, you can create everything you want in mm-hmm. life. Like if you, if you think about all the things in New York, before you move to New York, and te- you can tell me if I'm like wrong, mm-hmm. but I know when, before I moved to New York, I used to think about what it, what does it feel like living in New York? What is like, if I woke up in New York, what would I do? I'd go here. I'd do this. I imagine that world. Mm. Now I live that reality. Yeah. Like you can do those things yeah. and they happen. Yeah. And they happen when, when you're ready for them to happen. Yeah. You know, you have to be ready. Yeah. That, it makes me think of uh, conversations. One of my best friends and we lived together in my senior year of college, Nathan Tolls. Shout out to Vacation Manor. Oh, yeah. I love uh, those Lead guys. singer, Vacation Manor. That show's and, coming uh, up, by the way. Show's coming up. New York, you got to make it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, something that he used to say to me all the time is he'd just say, you know, Brahma, I really believe that we always get the desires of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And that's actually kind of a like a biblical mm-hmm. phrase that kind of comes from the Bible, like God will give you the desires of your hearts. And um, I think it really is true, good and bad. You know, like mm-hmm. if you want something bad, or want something that's damaging in the same way, you'll probably get it. And just like whatever you set your sights on. And um, I, th- I remember we've had a conversation about this before, but uh, I remember reading something uh, at one point, this guy kind of related it to in a very practical, like quote unquote secular way of just saying when you're in a crowd and there's a lot of people talking, you hear a lot of noise, but as soon as somebody says your name, you hear it and it stands mm-hmm. out and like it, whatever you put your attention on, you start to pick up that kind of point. And so I think, I mean, I think that's even so powerful in terms of setting goals or like setting a vision for yourself or for people that you're around or your relationship or whatever. Um, giving yourself something to work to and tying this back into New York. I, uh, so I, I keep a journal and I love, writing and yeah i've been i've been terrible about writing like the michael scott journal michael scott journal exactly jan everywhere tan everywhere (laughs) more tomorrow more to come tomorrow xx i love michael (laughs) or whatever something something in that we're gonna do another episode of just uh we're just gonna go into the office yeah um actually did you see about the podcast that yeah, you Fisher's sent me that. Yeah, oh, I yeah. sent it to you. Yeah, it'll be like um, a little behind the scenes kind exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. So to all you Office fans out there, go check that out. But not to get distracted. Um, but I found, I mean, what is just my stamp in like a year ago. I mean, I could go find a journal right now that has my thoughts from a year ago to the day, you know, and just seeing like, wow, here's what I was thinking then. Here's what I think now. And I found a journal that I wrote in right before I moved here and of things that I wanted to do. And I looked at that journal again, probably about a year later, maybe I think it was a little bit before that. And every one of those things had happened. And I never looked at that list again. Once I wrote it done, I never looked at it again, but even still each one of those things happened. And I think like, you know, there's all kinds of people that believe in that, idea in a lot of different shapes and forms Mm -hmm. but i really think it's true like when we put our determination towards something even if you just like say it as a goal you start moving towards it in some way and i think it's that like the live deliberately the victimization thing i think one of the things that 
I've learned through counseling so much is just the danger of like being a victim in your life and in any situation, like there's millions of people out there that are going through, you know, the most difficult thing you can imagine, but even still, it's always our choice. How do I respond to this? And, you know, the heroes, like the people that we see that we think, oh my gosh, I don't know how they're doing this in their life, but they're doing it. They demonstrate the power of the choice to respond like it's and it's up to us nobody else will choose that for us and if something's wrong if something's like not right if we're not happy if we're scared if we're whatever you know it's our job to look at ourselves and think okay what am I going to do about it because nobody's going to save me from this and it's nobody else's job really um yeah and I think that's a huge lesson that you know, we can learn. And I know for me, it's, um, it's powerful and you're right. It's, it's really all about, I mean, we're, that makes us a whole person to be able to like give to somebody else, you know? Yeah. But if we don't, if we don't know who we are and if we, if we're not whole, nothing give, then we're just spread too thin and we're just yeah. kind of shells, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, from that conversation, one thing I wanted to say if there's anybody listening that's not in New York and that thinks they want to be or anything like it's, it is ridiculous to think that anything is not possible. And as long as you think it's not possible, it'll never happen. Just like we've been talking about. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most surreal things to live in New York and hear people say to you, gosh, do you live in New York? I would, I could never do that. Like it, it would never happen to me, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think everybody needs to live in New York, but I think there's just so many ways that we like limit our idea of what's possible. Yeah. And it's really not that crazy. I mean, there's always going to be hard things. And sure, there's some circumstances that are really hard. But honestly, if somebody else has done it, you can do it. And the only thing that's holding you back is like your effort and your ability to learn. And that's it. Like, yeah. And I mean... You know, there's plenty of gifts along. Like, there's, I mean, not to say that we, we are everything that we are because we did it. Like, I know I could say a million times. There's just been so many moments where people have let me step into something that I really, in no way, deserved at all. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you have to be there and show, yeah. like, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to jump yeah. in. And I wouldn't look at it as if you didn't deserve it, man. I would look at that differently mm. because like there's a reason, you know, there's a reason behind you were given that opportunity. Like yeah. that came into your life at a time where you were ready Yeah. and thinking that you're like, don't think that you weren't deserving mm. because you were, because you rose to the occasion. Yeah. You know, Yeah. I would think, I mean, I don't know what, if you're talking about a specific like yeah. moment in your life, but I think everybody is given something at the time that yeah. they need it. Like, it's not that you're not deserving. Now, you may not be ready for it and you make a mistake, but there's a reason why you're learning. It's Mm. not that you weren't, you know, worthy of the opportunity Mm. or of the situation. It's like it came into your life because you're going to learn something from it or you're going to rise to the occasion. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's going to prepare you for the next thing. So I wouldn't think about it in terms of, like, not deserving because we're all deserving of everything in our lives it's what mm. we choose to do with those opportunities mm. and what we're choosing what we choose to do with what we're given when we uh we're on the mumford project 
I think that was the first time I actually got to know you, yeah. like really yeah. got to know you. Got this. We were spending every waking moment together. Yeah. We had car rides and yeah. like, I mean, singing. But, yeah. you know, like to the top of our lungs, <laughs> both of us. And by the way, you have a great voice. <laughs> I think that's Thank a fun you. fact about you is that you can sing. You can not actually many sing. Know that. <laughs> Dude, not many people do know that about you. All they have to it's do is take really a car ride. I, yeah, it's true. You take a road trip with me. You're going to you're going to find it. Yeah, you're going to find it. Just put on some Mumford and Sons. Yeah. If he knows every word. Uh, but what's funny, like. One thing about that, too, is, like, going into that project, I had known, like, Mumford & Sons, and, like, um, I was never really a big Mumford fan. Yeah. But I left that project becoming, like, the biggest Mumford fan. I want to know, like, what do you remember, like, what do you remember from that trip? Hmm. Because I, like, I'll tell you what I remember, yeah. but I want to hear what, like, yeah. or if you want me to go first, it doesn't matter, but, like. I really want to know what your takeaway from hmm. that whole experience was. I got to take my jacket off real quick because it's hot in yep. here. Um, you I'm need some more. By the way, we we are this little noise that you may hear <laughs> from time to time is uh, Maker's Mark, the uh, official unofficial sponsor. <laughs> so um, uh, do you need sponsor more? Him. By the way, I'll take some more. Yeah, um, we're just yeah. getting warmed up in here, guys. I know. Oh, you got the CrossFit <laughs> line. Look at those. Um. Thank you. Yeah, man. I got. The only thing is, I don't have a muscle tee on. But he's got that Saturday shirt yeah, on. Yeah, the Saturday. He's got the uniform know, on. Repping, repping the uniform for sure. Um, man, it's a great question, and I guess to provide a little context, we uh we got to do uh, a Doctor and Sons where we went on the road with them. We we really didn't spend that much time with them. We had basically three days with them on tour, and we started in Atlanta. And then we went to, let's see if I can remember, yeah, Nashville, okay. then Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. The great, the great city. The great city of Indy. And um, we just had four people on that trip, and Kyle and I were two of them. People the Road the Dogs. Road Dogs is... Never uh, forget. Yeah, shout out to the Road Dogs, for sure. <laughs> um, We really did spend every moment of every day <laughs> together. And, yeah, I mean, as anyone can relate, you don't really know somebody until you do something like that. And, 100%. Um, yeah, I don't I don't even think... I certainly didn't know at the beginning what that would come to mean, that whole trip and that time. Mm -hmm. But thinking about it at the end, like, I think we knew that something had happened, you know, and yeah. that it was something that we would never forget. And... Um, Wow, you know, I kind of, I kind of want you to go first on this one. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll tell you. Here's what, like, when you that, when you realize that this is going to be something that you're going to remember for the rest of your life is when we were in Nashville. Yeah. And we were at the live show. Hmm. I think when that show started, the energy hmm. of the room, and then I think at wow. the time, like when when you got done filming and you got to come out and join us. Yeah. And I would look over at you, dude, like, man, I've never seen, I, that was the first time I saw you. Wow. That was the first time I really saw you because I, like, your smile, your eyes, you were jumping, you were singing, like, I mm. was just like, dude, I'm, like, not happy. And then it just, that's, it's like, just so infectious. And it just mm. carried into me and I was like, man, wow. what, this is, this is going to be a special trip because that was the first show. Yeah. That we got to see. Yeah. 
And so, and then I think after that, the car rides. Yeah. I think those car rides, man, we, after that show. Yeah. Something sweet. We got into the car and it was Mumford and Sons, <laughs> every album, top to bottom. And it, you knew all of them, and yeah. you knew everywhere. And I think you, honestly, you probably made me become the biggest fan. Oh, I love that. Like, the guys were great, you know. Yeah. The music's great. The show was amazing. But I think going, I couldn't have gone on that trip and had, a, like, you made that trip for me. Hmm. And and no, no, any other trip. I think actively made that trip special. Yeah. But I think if, you know, in terms of our friendship yeah. and our relationship, I saw you for the first time. Like, yeah. it wasn't even the filming and the stuff and yeah. the stuff we were actually doing. Like, it was all, like, obviously important and, and yeah. we did what we were able to do. But I think the moment that I'll take away forever was just I saw you for the first time. Wow. Man, that is so beautiful. It's <laughs> I just love, I yeah. love that perspective and looking back at it there's something about that moment that was so special to me too and i mean it i remember being in the van after we left the team kind of went somewhere else and i chased down the band and i hopped in this van with a bunch of people and like i was going to go to the arena and i was by myself and i was nervous and you know i don't know what's ahead and and i texted my family and i was like guys i'm about to go out on stage with Mumford and Sons, you know, it was just, it was a, it was a really special moment. And I was so honored that you guys had chosen to send me out there. It was amazing to be back there and, you know, to be with them and to go out into that arena was an incredible feeling. But I think the most amazing thing about it was just how, how excited you guys were for me and how excited you were for me and you got the video of me and that meant so much to me. And I think it was that same kind of feeling like, man, these people like care about my life and Kyle cares about my life and he just want he's a fan of me. Like yeah, he, 100%. and that, that was a moment I think, yeah, I mean, in our friendship, you know, we work together, we've, we've worked together for almost a year now, but it's so much more than work and that's such a huge gift. And I, I think for me too, that trip, in that moment, especially just realizing like, wow, there's like real love here. And, mm-hmm. um, man, I, I, for me, I remember that there was a night, you know, the night we went out in, uh, Indianapolis, we went out and we, and we just went to it yeah. and God. just me and Kyle and we went out for a drive and we had no plan and we just listened to music and talked. And I mean, I'll, I'll never forget those moments. And I think yeah. that was another huge moment where I never forget that and I I mean I feel like this is just it's all a dream come true in the most honest real way 100%. possible that I realize I get to do this as my job but like I get to work with Kyle I get to spend every day with him in these places and your heart is just so similar to mine the way we want to see people in moments and experiences and to get to share things with someone like that is just such a gift. And like you've inspired me from day one and that trip especially um, showed me who you were and, you know, having those late night drives and we're just blasting music and screaming the top of our lungs and falling asleep in a park in Nashville with Mumford playing on our iPhones in the middle of the day, like just all these amazing moments and all the talks that came from that and, 
I mean, I do have to bring a moment. Yeah. From our from our our journeys together, as I do remember when we were in Las Vegas. Mm. I think it was one of those moments in our friendship where um, yeah. where we kind of crossed that that next yeah stage or bridge or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But um, we had a really great conversation outside. Mm. I think it was just kind of like mostly it was centered around religion. Yeah. Is there anything there that you'd like to touch on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, it's uh, it's crazy. How, I mean, it's it's interesting talking about my faith because, in some ways, that can be such a scary thing. But like, it's it's really what I believe my life is built off of, and like where why I am who I am, and um. You know, we would so eagerly talk about anything else that we love and that we believe in. But I think in a world that kind of feels like there's so much doubt and so much, uh, at least that's how it feels, that people yeah. might look down on you for that or might yeah. say, dude, that's crazy, you know. Um, and I think that's something that everyone battles in their own, you know, whatever you believe in, you're always going to run into people who don't see it, don't agree, and is entitled to their own belief and it's like you know we might believe different things but we're not going to down each other for that yeah. but there's plenty of people out there who who will you know down you for what you believe and so I think that fear sometimes gets in the way of really being honest about those things so it's that moment for me it was just so special to kind of share yeah dude like this is what i this is what i believe this is me and yeah. you know wanting to just be honest about that with yeah. you and um and we yeah we that morning we talked we really just talked about so i i believe in jesus i you know believe in his way of life that he kind of models for um that I grew up in i grew up in the church and as a lot of people do in the u.s and a lot of people that's just kind of, you know, it is what it is and your family does it and your parents do it and it's, there's good things to it. But at some point I think a lot of people get disillusioned with it or it's just yeah. not enough. And I think that's totally valid because I think a lot of people don't really experience it and, mm -hmm. and don't really get to understand how beautiful and how thorough and how amazing the structure of life that is laid out by following Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it takes care of so many of the uncertainties and the problems and the things we run into in our day-to-day -day lives. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's a big, it's a big thing to kind of just dive into, but why don't you start me off with a little, a little cue up and then I'll, uh, go from yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, I think, everybody is who they are and what yeah. they want to be and, and you your passion speaking about it i love that mm. and i love that you are into religion mm. and jesus christ and that's your belief like i've just had so many struggles that like i found like the recipe that yeah. kind of works for me yeah that feels that feels right yeah um because there's so many questions and there are you know theories and philosophies yeah. and and so i just i want to be as open-minded as i can possibly be yeah. so i let it all in yeah i let it all in 
I was married in the Catholic Church, and you know, it's what my wife wanted, and right. I that's what I want for her. That's what I want for us. Like, yeah. you know, there is structure in that. And you mentioned there's structure. Yeah. Um, but what I realized, even when I had gone, you know, recently as I got older to church, is that um, there's a message in there that I can take. Mm. I can take what I want from it. Mm-hmm. You know, not everything may apply to my life, but the things that I take from it are helpful. Mm-hmm. Just like the things that you and I are going to talk about or have talked about. Yeah. I take from that. Yeah. You know, I think anybody has a platform to speak yeah. and you're willing and you're willing to take what you will from it. Yeah. And I, whether I agree or not is irrelevant because anything anybody believes in is it's like creative. It's all subjective. You know, this is your world. Right. So if that's how you're living in your world and that's great, great. And how I'm living in my world is great. Like I'm the one that has to answer to me. Yeah. At the end of the day. And that's what I believe. Um, but anyways, I don't know that I'm teeing you up for anything. No, I, I've I've got some. But I, got I, some I yeah, I would love I'd love yeah. love to keep it going. Definitely. I mean, dude. First of all, I just so admire your openness and your willingness to like let with you, learn from them and with them, and I think that speaks so highly of you. And there's so many people in the world who are so stubborn and so closed off in whatever belief or whatever way they're doing things that they just won't hear anymore. And I think that's one of the most dangerous places to be. And I, something my brother and I will often say to each other and that we've just talked about a lot is anytime you're on the extreme end of anything, good thing, even if it's a good belief, if you're on the extreme and you won't hear anything else, you've lost it. Like you've gone too far and you're um, not alive. What'd you say? You're not alive. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think, I think to summarize like where I'm coming from and I think where you're coming from too is something that I believe in is like I'm just looking for the truth and I'm looking for the best way to understand this life that I'm experiencing. And there's many, many different ways that people understand their lives, you know, and I think we should try all of them. I mean, I, you know, if that's mm-hmm. what it takes to find the truth, like test it out. I think those, the big questions of life, they, they plague everybody because, you know, we're here, we're on this planet and we're trying to figure out how do we get here? What is going on? And I think one of the questions I would ask and I ask myself and, you know, might ask you is like, why, why do we feel so fulfilled when we, when we love people and why does it feel good to do those things? And why does it feel bad to do things that hurt people? And, um, you know, I think starting from that point, like for me, I just, I need an answer to figure out Mm -hmm. why is that? And, and where does that come from? And why do I feel like that's the way I, the way I should be and the way I'm made. And, um, I think, you know, Christianity is a way to understand those things and um and some of it sounds crazy and some of it sounds crazy on the inside you know like there's there's still questions that I sort through and there's still things that I don't quite understand or don't know if I if I believe or if I can lean on but you know my job is to test it out and like and so far it's it's held up and I meet a lot of people who 
I think there's there's many people again like who you know were in the church at some point or there were aspects of it that were good and aspects of it that were not and I think that's valid and I think the way we do a lot get in it can be really bad. You know, I think that's true with anything, but sadly even with the church that's that's happened a lot, you know. Um but I I think it's unfair to write it all off off of the mistakes or the shortcomings of a couple people or of one organization, or, you know but rather to look at the whole idea and and really just ask am i willing to see what this is about you know and that's yeah. that's all it takes is just one step in that direction and i think that's true with all of us and like i would want to hear out you know yeah. your thoughts and check myself and think like okay is that how do i feel about that you know and there's yeah. i mean there's plenty of really tough questions that believing in christianity believing in the bible bring about and um but you know even still i i think being in that environment and learning from that kind of teaching and like it's just i mean like you talked about you know a message in a church like there's something so cool to me about having this weekly thing where we all go in and like Mm -hmm. sit in a lesson really like to me it's you know a lot of the answers to how i want to order my life and it's just so cool that that's a thing, you know, yeah. you go into this room and you listen to somebody teach and like yeah. everybody's so united around really good things. And mm-hmm. that seems really special to me. And, um, yeah, I mean, and that like shapes who I am. And I think that plays a big, the biggest part into why I want to treat people the way I treat them. And, um, and it's, you know, it's going to be a lifelong journey of just continuing to figure out what this all means and as life goes on there's going to be hard things there's going to be a lot of moments that'll like bring about questioning or bring about challenges into what i believe and i think that's good like i think i never want to stop again like looking for the truth and if it doesn't hold up then don't believe in it you know like but really giving it a chance and not not just writing it off because that's normal or because that's what a lot of people do you know um so, yeah, that's where I'm at with in Dude, that world. Well, and yeah, a lot from for me to kind of tackle. But I'll, the couple is I had a friend um, who, um, when I lived in Kansas City early on, he was he was into like Christian faith, yeah, to the church, and it was a time when I was in that world as well. Yeah, you know, um, and I remember I told you know I was we were have these conversations, yeah. and I told him how I felt. It's just like I just felt like people who you know, were young you know yeah. i'm talking like high school and i felt like people were all there for the wrong reason yeah. of different from what i was there for because mm-hmm. i was there looking for something mm-hmm. um and i remember one thing that he told me and i've taken it with me the rest of my life up to this point is that uh that's okay like you can do whatever you want on your own mm-hmm. you don't have to do it you can have your own relationship with God, with Jesus, with, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And I took that with me and I said, that's right. Like that's, that's what works for me mm. is my relationship um, on my own. Um, because the reason I think I feel that way and I haven't, you know, I haven't revisited since yeah. those days. Yeah. Is I don't want to pick up the idea of, doing it 
I never want to feel like I have to do it because my friends are doing it and because I feel yeah, like if definitely. I'm going to let someone down, hmm. yeah, you know, I can only ever let myself down. So it's like if I do it alone and I let myself down, I do it with myself. Hmm. Um, and so I feel like that's what's kind of worked for me, you know, like, you know, and like, I don't like, I don't know enough about religion to know anything, but yeah. like, I believe in space and, yeah. you know, other, other worlds out there. I yeah. do believe in that. And I know, I don't like, I like, I'm sitting here sounding probably stupid because I don't <laughs> know, like, I feel like that goes against what religion is, hmm. but, um, I'm open to the idea that we're yeah. not alone. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like, again, it like, comes back to, and then, and then the other part of what I wanted to say to you was like, I deal, I've dealt with like finding purpose in life yeah. so much. Yeah. Like, what is my, cause I, yeah. dude, I, my, my mind runs all the time. Like, what the hell is my freaking purpose? Yeah. You know, like, and the only time I ever find it is like, what I'm telling you is like these moments, yeah. these connecting, connecting moments yeah. when I can connect with Literally, I can connect with anyone. I yeah. know personally, I can connect with anyone, yeah. regardless of what they believe. I just want to have a conversation. Yeah. Excuse me. And I think that's that's where I'll live and yeah. where I'll stay. Yeah. Because it's so much better to be a part of everything than one thing, hmm. in my opinion. Hmm. Um, and so, if I can touch everyone and live through one, I'm living. You know, I don't want to be in one. It's the same thing I, I apply to my work life. Like, yeah. I don't want to sh- film or direct one thing. Yeah. So even, like, on the topic of religion is, like, you know what? Like, everyone's guess is as good as mine. Yeah. But I do know that I love you mm-hmm. and I want I care about you, you know, and I'll put you where you fit into my life, yeah. where you fit in and, and where it feels right for me. Yeah. Um. Because at the end of the day, like, that's what I have to wake up with every day, mm. you know, like, but I will put myself out there sometimes and give more than I can. Yeah, um, definitely. That's, so I mean, it's tough. Dude, I mean, that's a big, that's something I've struggled with a lot for myself is my limits and I just I can tell that. You know, it's funny. I can tell that about yeah, you. Yeah. Because you have so much to give. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, man, it's hard to not, to not want yeah. when you have something, but then you realize, dang, man, like, I don't have it in me, but I still want to give them yeah. that. You know, I yeah. still need to give them that love and that, yeah. you know. Definitely. It's really hard. It It is very hard, and I that's only something I, I just now think I'm starting to learn because it's really, it led me to getting very overwhelmed and, like, just, so drained because I was trying to do way too much and that's always been a problem of mine since high school I mean I Mm -hmm. one of my teachers told me that in high school when I graduated she was like hey just so you know you can't do everything and you're gonna have to figure it out at some point because you're you're like letting people down by not doing it all well and you know of course that's like our greatest fear that if you're a kind of person that does that you don't want to let anybody down but realizing actually it's it's more loving to know what you're capable of and choose those things and like let there be intention behind it versus trying to do everything to make everybody happy and at the end of the day number one you're going to let a lot of people down and number two you're not really doing it like out of the right place and so yeah like that's been a huge thing I've been learning the last couple of months and um 
realizing, you know, it's important for me to actually figure out I am a part and what I will do, what I won't do, what I believe in, what I don't believe in. And, you know, it's those kinds of things that make us an individual person. And I think for a long time I, I took everything in, like just, you know, as, mm-hmm. as you're kind of saying, I mean, I think there's so much good to that kind of perspective of being very receptive and being open to everything. But I think I took in some bad. I think I extended myself much further than I than I can and than I should and actually winds up hurting more people than helping, I think, in some times. And so that's something I've really been trying to, to work on and realizing, like, oh, I, I can be my own person and, like, I'm actually a better... I'm better for everyone else when I do that. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm much better for myself. And yeah, I mean, that's, and I mean, I guess I'll say for me, you know, another, something I really am passionate about is counseling. And that's been something that I've been doing since I, a couple months after I moved to New York, I started going to that. And that was really, um, I mean, I didn't really know much about like, what is this going to mean for me? I, I, I think I'm, okay but I think I have a couple areas that I can probably grow in and and then once I started going and the longer I was there and really I mean I've been going to counseling for probably a year and a half now and it's Mm -hmm. like the last three months have literally just changed everything wow um but it took a while to get to that point because there's so many things we don't even realize about ourselves that it takes that um you know, a lot of people have noticed that about me. They've noticed, like, dude, some like you're just different now, and you seem yeah. better, like healthier and more yeah. whole and content. And I mean, it's been like I talk to people about this kind of stuff all the time now because yeah. it's just changed so much for me and the way I relate to people and my relationship with my girlfriend, my family, and my friends, and my work. All these things, like, just kind of learning how to think about all that stuff in a better way. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's another, another big thing I believe in, I think is that, uh, I just want to be teachable and I want to learn and I don't ever want to get to the point where I feel like I've learned it all. Um, and that's my, I have a little tattoo of a question mark on my arm because it, I wanted to say like, dude, keep, be curious, you know? Yeah. Well, What's your favorite meal of the day? Ooh, I love, I love, love a good breakfast. Love a good breakfast. Dude, I know. And you know, like, so, you know the whole intermittent fasting thing? I do. Um, well, we've talked about this. We have talked about it. I, uh, I definitely didn't do it the right way for sure. <laughs> but um, I kind of kind of stopped eating breakfast for a while, uh-huh. but it is one of my favorite parts of the day. But to get into breakfast, you uh, called the Breakfast Club. I did in Brooklyn, um, and I wasn't there for the first one. You so I apologize. Made me sad, but, but okay. I will be there to support the next one. Brooklyn's just, it. you know, on the weekends, you know, Brooklyn is a, a is trip. a hike from where I'm at. You know, I'm down there on the 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 coast of New Jersey, and it's it's That's a, a hike to get there. But away. you know what? I'm gonna make it. I I'm gonna it. personally drive my ass up there and get get some breakfast because the menu looked pretty flawless. It. But it looked like it went really well. I mean, I think it's something that again it talks about like the culture and community that you create. Um, and Definitely. I think it's a cool thing, mm. and I think it's worth uh, 
worth like kind of telling the people about it and, and how to be a part of it and I all that it. stuff and like just how your first experience went. Let's do it. So, so yeah, I mean, basically the idea, uh, what we did, we just sold breakfast out of my window in Brooklyn and, um, my, my best friend Levi was in town and he I was making him coffee. I'm a fan. I'm a coffee fanatic. I make a pour over every day and we were making coffee and he was like, dude, you know, it'd be fun if you like sold coffee out your window sometimes. So I live on the first floor and my windows in my living room open up to the street and you can, it's just like the perfect kind of like takeout window kind of mm -hmm. height. And he said that and we were kind of laughed about it. And I thought that's actually a pretty good idea. My Australia, his name is Josh and he's just like a legend in the kitchen. He makes the best breakfast I've ever had. And, um, what's an Australian breakfast, Australian breakfast. You got to have some avocado in there. Yeah, uh, avocado. Some does he make some meat fried pies? eggs? I don't know like if he the makes Australian meat pies. meat pies. You should ask him. I'll ask. I him. think that's a. I think that's an Australian thing. Him. It's like a meat pie. But anyways, keep going. Well, he's probably killer at it if he does yeah, make it. I bet. And so, I I told him about this idea, and he had actually been wanting to have. He actually thought of this name, the Breakfast Club, and he was going to have his friends over on Sunday mornings and just have like a hang and make breakfast for people. And I told him about this idea and we started thinking, what if we just made like a pop-up breakfast shop out of our apartment and just tried to sell things and see <laughs> what happens? Yeah. And so he came up with this name, Brooklyn Breakfast Club, and he said it and we just thought, oh, that's it. We got to do it. And so literally the next week, we did it and we didn't even really promo it. We had all these different ideas of how we could make it happen, but just kind of went to Trader Joe's. David Elias made it out on Instagram and then just saw what happened. And mm -hmm. Sunday morning hit. I'm like trying to vibe out the window, took some plants out there, set some lights up, made a menu out of tape. I was going to say, I saw the menu. That was honestly such, that was so oh. awesome, but that was not planned. Okay. Um, and our and 9 a.m that was our opening time my buddy joe came and he was walked straight up there it was amazing he was like number one fan um and we had a little crew in the kitchen esther was in there my girlfriend a couple other people and i was on coffee duty and window duty and and we thought to ourselves if we sell to one person off the street like we won that's it yeah. game over that's it was a like success and what we didn't anticipate was just all these people from our neighborhood and we live in Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn Heights is like, it's a refined place. It's, it's wealthy. It's a lot of older people, seasoned New Yorkers that are just kind of like over it in some ways. And, uh, and the people that walked by on the street, it was so fun. I mean, they mm -hmm. would just stop and they would look at us and they would say, what is going on? Like, what is this? Yeah. This is anything like this. And we just tell people, hey, we're just making breakfast, serving yeah. coffee. Like, you guys want some food? And it. older, like this one woman, her name was Babette. She was probably in her 70s, and she just loved it. She came by, and she's, <laughs> she said, and you can't really tell if people are a fan or not when they first stop because yeah. they're just so skeptical, and they're kind of like, what yeah, is protective going on? And, and she, like, was, yeah. she looked at me, and she was like, just out of your room? And I was like yeah we are and she just looked at me and she started smiling and she was like i love it yeah and then she got coffee and babette? she brought her husband back babette babette shout, shout out, out to babette. babette she's yeah. uh 
our number one fan if you're listening Dude, I, I love you it. see you yeah. in the neighborhood um but we and we and so we had this idea of making a mailing list and having people sign up if they were interested in doing it again and we probably got like 30 people on that list and we start looking on Instagram last minute the morning of I was like oh my gosh we have to make an Instagram right now because mm-hmm. we have to have something that people can like link to yeah. know what it is you know all that stuff yeah get the info and so the girls are like taking real pictures quick all what's the long. Instagram yeah. Instagram at BK breakfast club cool give us a follow yeah I followed you send us an email I followed you we'll get you on the list yeah I gotta give you Thanks, my Kyle. email you gotta give me I, I got your email so yeah. I, I know <laughs> um and so yeah we were just like we're just going for it and we were on cloud nine just realizing like this is something's happening this is like a this is a good idea and um we had instagram you know some lady who does marketing at spotify puts it on her story and says like i found this pop-up breakfast spot in brooklyn on the first day it's like a secret breakfast club and and people just thought it was the fun the most fun thing and we couldn't believe it we were like this is something cool we wanted to keep it going so we're uh we're we're figuring out some details and we're gonna we're gonna be back. So, stay tuned for the next uh, Brooklyn Breakfast Club. I love it. It's just like a prime example of just like again, having an idea and just like putting it, just putting it into action like immediately, like yep. figuring it out. Like you know, I watched, I watched it via Instagram yep. happen, and I was just like, man, this is so great. Uh, you know, it's just like it's amazing. You figured it out. You know, you put tape on the wall for the menu. Yeah. You know, like, I love it. You make it's it like happen. It shows, like, just shows that, like, dude, put it out there and do it. It's Get amazing. It and people, people will respond. They will. And, and people not all, come. not all of them will be positive, but like, uh, it's not for them. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you, move, you know, you just kind of move away from that. But yeah. like the people that got the experience is what matters. Exactly. Especially like the lady who had been forever. Dude, I love it, man. She she said the funniest thing. She said, well, what does it take to be a part of the club? And we were like, well, you know, anybody can be a part of the club. And she said, well, I've been making breakfast on this street for the last 20 years, so I think I'm already in the club. We were oh, like, yeah. What you do? You need to make it. You need to have her make a special. That dish would be amazing. And name it. I after love her. that idea. And order her like it's on the menu. It's I under her it. name, and it's her like signature thing. Not to, you know. I love put it. An idea I think that's there. incredible. And I we're gonna. I'm gonna. Dude, I'm gonna reach out I to her. I got her I'm email. gonna be at the next one. I'm I gonna order it. that. Whatever that is. The Babette special. Yeah. Babette. Where's she from? Like she. From, like she, she seems American. Yeah, I think she lived in New York her whole life. Yeah. I love it. Legend. Legend. Dude, well, I mean, I think we've had an incredible conversation. We have. Um, I think we've touched on a lot of stuff. And again, like you kicking this off with me is it really means a lot to me mm-hmm. because um, I think you embody exactly what the title of this thing is, and, and being young and alive. And uh, again, young is just a mindset. You know, no matter what age you are, it's a mindset. It's being to being you're aware of your surroundings. You're aware of the people that come into your life. Yeah. Um, you see things that most people just keep their head down and don't see. Yeah. Um, and if there's one person that listened to this thing from start to finish, like it means a lot to me personally, mm-hmm. but um, I think whatever you can take from this conversation, 
is 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 gold. Um, hopefully, more to come. Um, you know, Absolutely. I definitely want to have you back. Ah, and I think there's so many more things that we we could talk about. The things that we just didn't even get the chance to touch on. But definitely. um, but dude, thank you so much for taking the time and just being here with me again. Like um, uh, to celebrate the the anniversary of our our friendship. Mm. Um, I think this was a great way to do it. And, um, dude, it's just kind of like the beginning, man. Like it's been a year and the year has gone by so fast. And I think about all the things that we've done together, all the experiences we had. And it's just like, man, I just can't wait for, for the best. And I mm. think too, like, you know, wherever this goes in terms of our friendship, mm. like, I have. me too. And so whether it's all gone tomorrow or whatever, you know, like I know that like we've had, they were genuine had times. So yeah. thank you for coming on, man, and, and any last words. Well, one thing, too, like, you know, we got to gotta shout out that social media handle and, you know, let people oh, know because yeah. I know a lot of people know about <laughs> you. But, um, you like, where where can people kind of, like, follow you? So uh, my Instagram is Brahm, B-R-A-M dot Vandermark, V-A-N-D-E-R-M-A-R-K. And, uh, yeah, I mean... I'm just on the journey trying to learn and figure it all out. But, um, man, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. And, I mean, your friendship is one that has changed my life. And I know um, it it really means the world. It's such an honor. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. This is just like a, you know, it's the only one I would want to be on for the first time. And and it... uh, means the world and this has just been a night you know a time we'll never forget and we'll always have this conversation and that's all that matters you know this is this was for us and this was for you and keep going i mean yeah. you, you have such an amazing voice and perspective and uh listening ear to share with so many people and i know it's only gonna it's only gonna go up from here um so you guys better follow along because you're gonna want to be on the journey yeah Dude, thanks, man. Stay young, stay alive.